Welcome. You are listening to the Mindful Minute, meditations created for everyday joy. I'm your host, Meryl Arnett, and my passion is making meditation accessible and enjoyable. This podcast is recorded from my live Monday night meditation class, where we have a brief discussion followed by a guided meditation. If you would like to access these meditation practices as standalone audio files for your daily practice, please subscribe to my newsletter at merylarnett.com. It's free and you'll receive a new mini meditation each week, along with behind the scenes content and bonus material for each podcast episode. All right, let's grab a cup of tea, a comfy seat, and settle in for today's practice. Well, hello and welcome. I already made the announcement, but I'm going to make it again for the sake of the recording and the podcast listeners. I am testing out a class outside. I'm pretty sure my podcast editor is going to yell at me about it. The sound quality might be terrible, but we're going to try it and see what happens. I'm really glad to get to sit outside where I normally practice and share that practice with y'all. So today we are wrapping up our current meditation series, which is resilience, reciprocity, and removing the blinders. And today specifically what we'll be doing is one, talking about this in terms of self and two, exploring what it looks like to shift from an independent way of thinking to an intra-dependent way of thinking. And my experience, the reason I created this series is because I feel very much that the more we continue to extract our practice and ourselves from the things around us, the less helpful the practice becomes and the less well we become. It needs to be embedded, the practice needs to be embedded in our actual lives, not some fictitious, perfect life you've created in your head when you have lots of time and perfect silent space that looks just so, and you can sit however you imagine you sit when you meditate and everything is just, you know, I's dotted and T's crossed, not that life. But this life, where like dogs bark and cars drive fast and kids play outside till late in the evening at summertime and it's noisy. And that's part of our practice. This is the piece I want to look at today. And you'll remember, so the first two episodes, the first two installments of this series were one about the natural world and two about others. And in both of those talks, we talked about a form of blindness, right? Plant blindness being when I look out, I see green, but I don't really see plants. My brain isn't processing blackberry and raspberry and viburnum, right? It's not processing all of these different things. It's just seeing green. In the same way, there is a form of others' blindness that we walk through the world with, where whether it's a lot of others or maybe just one or two, there are some others that we just can't process in our brain. 
It's a lived experience so foreign to us, so incomprehensible that our brain doesn't register it. We don't pause to even think about it because it doesn't feel real and true the way our lived experience does. That is a form of blindness. And I think there is also a form of self-blindness that we experience. That self-blindness could be things that we just aren't able to see in ourselves. It also could be things that we see incorrectly in ourselves. I had an experience just this week, it was so interesting, where I was naming something that I struggle with, like a piece of my my shadow work, right? um, This is a thing that I work with in my own practice, in my own life, building awareness of trying to unwind those stories. I was speaking with a coach and the coach mirrored back to me elements of the very thing I was naming that I could not see. She was like, oh, I see that completely when you X. And I was like, speechless that like that wasn't even in the realm of my awareness until she said it and then I was like oh I absolutely I totally see that and I'm so grateful to see it there are pieces of ourselves that we just can't see on our own and we need a meditation practice and perhaps a brilliant coach therapist friend to serve as that mirror sometimes so that we're able to start to unravel a bit of stories that have been handed to us that aren't ours, things that we told ourselves so long ago, we don't even remember that at one point that was a maybe, it just feels like a truth, pieces that we're so uncomfortable with, we have totally disowned and forgotten are living in the basement waiting to be discovered one day. And we sit down with a meditation practice and we get a little bit consistent with being still and being quiet. And we cultivate the ability to non-judgmentally interact with our thoughts and our feelings. And all of a sudden, these pieces of ourselves that we, at least to date, have been blind to we start to wake up to them. We start to awaken. And as we do this, I think undoubtedly, we're going to go through this sort of three-step path that I've been naming in this series. We are going to experience elements of grief, elements of gratitude, and an urge for reciprocal action. Grief for what is or was, Gratitude also for what is, was, and also the process of awakening itself. And that reciprocal action is that urge to, in some way, shape, or form, say thank you for this little nudge of awakening. I'm so grateful to see this plant, this thing about myself, this other person that I didn't take time to acknowledge their existence until this moment, and I'm so grateful for it. You know, I think this is really cool. So that the path, the three things, grief, gratitude, reciprocal action, like that wasn't a lesson handed to me by another teacher that just came out of my own experiences with this practice over the last many decades. And as I have been sharing it, 
I have come across it multiple times in other places. And most recently, the book I'm reading right now is called Ecodharma by uh, David Loy. And he writes about this exact path. He's actually writing about, you know, Joanna Macy. She's like a spiritual ecologist and she is like one of the grandmothers of spiritual work in nature. And so he's writing about her work. I'm going to read this to you. Joanna Macy's work that reconnects emphasizes that our grief for what is happening to the earth is not the final collapse of our aspiration for it, but necessary for those who aspire to follow the path of spiritual engagement. Her book, Active Hope, integrates grief into a transformative spiral that starts with coming from gratitude, which enables us to honor our pain for the world which leads to seeing with new eyes and going forth to engage with what she calls the great turning. We must feel more deeply in order to be transformed more deeply. We must feel more deeply in order to be transformed more deeply. She's writing about nature. And today I'm talking about self. And previously we've talked about others. And when we're willing to do this work of feeling more deeply, we don't get to pick and choose what we're willing to feel more of. It's just not how it works. You could pick something to start with, In this series of talks, there might be one talk that resonated with you the most. And you're like, oh yeah, self-blindness. That's a thing I want to experiment. I want to experiment with. And so you start there. You start looking a little more deeply into self or into the natural world or into your relationship with others. And when we start somewhere, we start everywhere, right? That awakening action expands outwards to encompass all of these realms. And I I think that makes sense, right? Like, what is the self without the context of the world around it? What is the self without the context of others? What is the natural world without us in it? What are others without us to reflect to them? And so this brings me to wanting to end this series with this discussion of our dependent relationship, right? We have independent and dependent and interdependent, and we have intra-dependent. I pulled definitions from an organization called Emergence Labs, and this is what they write. Interdependency, interdependency, signifies two or more distinct things that depend upon each other. One thing is with another thing in some significant manner. In contrast, intra-dependency signifies how something is the outcome of another thing. One thing is of another. Intradependency is the whole 
making us, the whole making us, meaning while it makes it easier to do this talk in three parts, each one having a very clear title, heading, and topic, the truth of the matter is they are indistinguishable from one another, right? If we are plant blind, we are other blind and self blind. If we are self blind, we are other blind and plant blind. And as we start to awaken one, the capacity for awakening through all exists. So we will grieve and express gratitude and acknowledge reciprocal action in one and all dimensions of this resilient, reciprocal, removing the blinder world that we're talking about, right? We'll bring our practice into our experience of everyday life. We will not let this be some separate mystical thing that we do in secret corners for ourselves and we don't let it spill out anywhere else and we don't bring anything else into it. But we'll sit in the fabric of the world with whatever's there and do our practice and let that be the awakening. Real quick before we practice, I just want to acknowledge the reciprocal action piece because I think it can be easy to hear that and think, now I have to go save the world, which none of us are going to do. And so I just want to name that reciprocal action doesn't mean a huge gesture. Reciprocal action might just be paying attention. Reciprocal action might be some form of offering your thanks for whatever it is you're aware of or awakening to in that moment. It might be some very small thread that is located in your tiny pocket of the world that you tug on. And as you tug on your threads and I tug on my threads and everybody on this call and everybody on this podcast tugs on their own individual threads, we're creating something new in the tapestry. It can be really easy when we start to talk about things being intra-dependent, that it gets overwhelming fast. And so I just want to ground it back to where you sit in this moment and these moments that you have carved out to be still, to be quiet, and to interact non-judgmentally with what's going on inside you. That's all the work that has to be done in this moment. So we'll do our practice together this evening. I will, just so you know, once we get started and I kind of settle you in, I am going to mute myself so that outside noise isn't too distracting for y'all. Um, and if you have any trouble hearing me, again, just type in the chat and let me know that. Yeah. All right. Let's get some music going for you guys. And you can take a moment to shift around to let yourself get comfortable, to find a seat that feels steady 
and safe. You can let your hands rest on your lap. You can let your eyes drift closed if that feels right. And you can take a soft gaze down towards the ground if that's better for you today. And together as a group here, we'll take a deep breath in. And we'll exhale out a sigh. Let's just do that once more, inhaling deeply. Exhaling out a sigh. Taking all the time you need to let your breath flow easily and smoothly. And beginning your practice by silently saying to yourself, now is my time to meditate. Now is my time to meditate. And as you say those words to yourself, See how much of the day you can let go of. See how much of our talk you can let go of. And see how much of tomorrow you can let go of. So that to the best of your ability, you are able to sit down fully and completely in this moment. It doesn't have to be a perfect moment. You don't have to feel any which way. You get to just be here. When you're ready, you'll draw your awareness towards your spine. Inviting yourself to feel tall and awake as we practice. Perhaps your shoulders can roll back and down. Perhaps the crown of the head can lift a bit. And gradually, you'll let go of all the muscles through the face, softening across your forehead, behind your eyes, along your jaw and in between your ears. Mm -hmm. 
letting go across the tops of your shoulders. And down through the center of your chest. Letting go of all the muscles in your belly. And your hips. Your thighs. Your calves and your feet. And then broadening your awareness to take in the entire body. Feeling your body breathe. Once you feel breath moving in and out. Imagine drawing all of your senses inward. So that rather than looking out, you are looking in. Rather than listening out there, you are listening inside. The same with smell and taste and your ability to feel. Drawing all of your senses inward. Your awareness resting inside as you feel yourself breathing in and breathing out. Feeling the pulsation of your breath as it meshes with the world around you. as we settle ourselves towards a period of silence. You invite in that quality of non-judgmental curiosity. Noticing what shows up. And remembering the more deeply you are willing to feel, the more deeply you will transform. Let's sit and breathe and listen for 10 minutes together.
Feeling your breath here. Noticing the thoughts and feelings moving through your body. And softening any need to judge or change your experience. Letting your breath move more deeply might wiggle fingers and toes. When you're ready, taking a deep breath in. And exhaling out a sigh. Taking all the time you need to let go of your practice. To blink your eyes open, to move your body if you need. As we wrap this series up, our experience of this enmeshed world of nature and other and self, this, this world will break our hearts, burst our hearts with both its beauty and its cruelty. And our job as practitioners is not to resolve that paradox. It is to be able to sit in the center of that paradox with resilience and reciprocity. Thank you guys so much for your time and attention tonight. I'm so glad to sit with you all. And I look forward to seeing you again next week. Thanks for listening to the Mindful Minute. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider sharing it with a friend or leaving me a review wherever you get your podcasts. This helps others to find the show. And let's face it, we could definitely use more meditators out there. The Mindful Minute is recorded on Muskogee land and is produced with the support of Michael Sayhouse and Brianna Nielsen. To join my live classes, ask questions, or learn more about my teacher trainings, please visit MerrillArnett.com. Thanks again for listening. I'll see you next week.